Hello, Classic Crew, and welcome back to Classically Abbey Live. Here on my podcast, we get more in-depth on topics that fit in with my classic perspective and traditional values. As a premium subscriber, you get access to three exclusive podcast episodes every month. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to embrace life to the fullest, the classic way. Often I think when we hear the phrase embrace life to the fullest, we imagine a hedonistic way of living. We imagine people living for their physical senses and that's it. And I think that that's a real mistake because embracing life to the fullest has really nothing to do with all of that cheap physical quote unquote fun, which is not really fun at all. So today I really wanna focus on how to embrace life to the fullest in a classic way, in a conservative way, and in a way that really does bring more joy than unhappiness. Because often, again, we're made to feel ashamed for wanting to live life not only well, but practically. And it's as if living practically means that you're not really living in the moment. And I think that that is entirely untrue, and it really breaks down what actually gives people meaning, fulfillment, and happiness. So let's get into today's podcast. As I mentioned, often when people talk about embracing life to the fullest, they're talking about sleeping around, traveling, drinking a lot, doing drugs, doing the sort of stuff that engages them physically and makes them very aware of their physical bodies in this world, as if that is what's going to make you live your best life. The whole phrase, live your best life, It never actually means living your best life, right? It often means just acting in a totally hedonistic way. And I really hate this as a concept. I think it leads people down really awful paths that they often regret and often means that they waste their time. So today I really wanna talk about what are four ways we can act to embrace life to the fullest, but in a way that actually allows us to embrace life to the fullest. (laughs) Because again, I think that the phrase embrace life to the fullest has been co-opted by people on the left, people who want to live in a really present way in the sense that they don't even wanna look into the future at all. I'm not saying that we can't live in the present. I think we should live in the present. But if you're only living for the present and you're never thinking about the future, then often you're going to end up with a future that you don't want because you weren't thinking even one step ahead. So the first way that we can embrace life to the fullest is recognize how short life is, but let that inspire you to make good decisions. Something that drives me crazy is the idea that when you recognize how short life is, you actually need to do more stupid things. (laughs) I think that that is a total mistake. And it's something that really doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it. Life is so short. Why would we spend time making bad, stupid choices that people can act and say are going to actually make you happy? But the happiness they're talking about is fleeting. It's in the moment and often feels terrible the next day. There's a very big difference between momentary fleeting quote unquote happiness, which really has more to do with a high and more to do with kind of an adrenaline rush than it does have to do with real, true, meaningful happiness. 
And when you recognize how short life is from the classic perspective, it'll make you want to live your life in a better way. It'll make you want to embrace your life to the fullest in a way that actually means something. So instead of going out, having sex with a bunch of random people so that you can derive a momentary physical pleasure, instead, you might recognize, I wanna get married and have children when I'm young so that I can really be involved and invested and when we recognize how short life is, it can really inspire us to make the best decisions because we can go out and realize, okay, I want to spend my time doing meaningful things that make me feel like I'm making the best use of my time here. So I think another part of this is often this hedonistic style of living comes from a place of not believing in God. And if you don't believe in God, then you really do believe that your life here ends and nothing happens afterwards as opposed to the belief system that says okay i'm on earth for a little while but after that i have eternal life and so what i do on earth matters and i think that that can also lead you to make really hedonistic choices because you don't think that there's anything to live for but even if there wasn't an afterlife even if there wasn't something to look forward to and we didn't believe that our actions on earth affected what would happen after we die, I think it still makes sense to want to make the most of your life. And the most of your life is not fleeting momentary experiences that mean nothing. The most of your life is stuff that's going to make you better, things that are going to make the world around you better, things that are going to influence your relationships in a positive and good way. And so I think that's the first way that we can embrace life to the fullest, is recognizing how short life is and letting that inspire you to make good decisions. The second way that we can embrace life to the fullest is doing things in moderation. Now, I don't believe we should do everything in the sense of I don't believe that we should be doing drugs. I don't believe that we should be sleeping around. But there are things that we can take enjoyment in that in moderation are absolutely fine, but if done to excess, are really problematic. So for example, my husband and I, when I'm not pregnant, enjoy sharing a glass of scotch. We don't drink to get drunk. That's really not our modus operandi at all. We enjoy the flavor of scotch. We enjoy the experience of drinking something with depth together and discussing it. Now doing something like that in moderation is actually a good thing. God allowed us to be on this earth to enjoy his earth and enjoy the things that are available to us. But again, that needs to be done in moderation and in a way that leaves room for all of the bigger, more important projects that we're pursuing. Family, faith, community, work, stuff like that. That is the major part of what gives us meaning and what allows us to embrace life. But taking enjoyment in the small things that God has gifted us with is a great thing. For example, having sex. Having sex within marriage is a beautiful gift that God gave us. And it's something that we should enjoy and embrace and experience with our spouse. And God was generous to bless us with that as a way to get closer to our spouses and also to bear children. What's the bad version of that? sleeping around outside of marriage with as many people as possible just to do it. That is, quote unquote, embracing life to the fullest in that hedonistic way that really benefits no one, including yourself. So finding enjoyment 
and happiness in the small things that maybe aren't going to give you this deep, intense meaning every day. Watching a movie, sharing a TV show with your husband or your kids. That stuff I think is nice. And it's a lovely thing that we have the opportunity to kind of enjoy simple pleasures with our families and with our friends. And doing that in moderation allows you to embrace life to the fullest because it's not going to become an overarching distraction to your life's purpose and to the thing that will allow you to embrace life. But it's something that just is like a a cherry on top or some whipped cream. It makes everything just a little bit better and nicer. So the second way to embrace life to the fullest is doing things in moderation. Number three is treating your older years like we have been taught to view our younger years. I think this is a really important point. We have been taught in today's day and age that everything fun needs to happen before you get married and before you have children. And I look at young couples who have gotten married and have had children young and are now maybe in their mid-40s and are able to do all the things that they're told that they should have done when they were young. And now there's a lot less anxiety and stress to it. So let me explain. When you are in your 20s and you're told to treat this time as valuable, that you'll never get it back, so you're going out, you're traveling, you're dating for fun, you're not really dating seriously, you're definitely not getting married, you're not having kids, there is always an underlying anxiety that you're not going to be able to accomplish what you want to on your timeline, aka getting married and having children. If you waste a lot of time in your 20s, then you might not be able to have your first kid until you're in your 30s. And then if you wanted five children, you're really going to have to stress about that for a few reasons. One is how fertile will you be into your late 30s and 40s. Another is spending time with your spouse before you have children. And a third is how healthy will those children be because after 35, things get a little bit dicey. So we're taught to push off the experience of having a family so that we have the freedom to do all these things when we're young. Now let's think of this in another way. Imagine the couple that gets married at 22, have kids at a young age, and then by the time they're in their mid to late 40s, their children are grown. So the parents can go off and do what they want. They can go out and travel, they can have that flexibility, and theoretically, they have more money to expend Not a ton, not to say that they would be rich, but by the time you're in your mid to late 40s, you do have a little bit more income than you would in your early 20s. And so you're not worried about, am I going to be able to have children? You're not as worried about my income. You've got everything you've wanted, and now you have 40 years, depending on how long you live, to just enjoy your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, and your spouse, and go out and enjoy your life. I think that's a much better way to view things than you've got to accomplish everything you want to accomplish before you have children, before you get married, and then there's a stress of trying to get that done later in life. I think embracing life to the fullest is being practical about timelines. And embracing life to the fullest is about trying to understand how you're actually going to get what you want in the long term, not just how I'm going to get what I want in this moment right at this second. So... The third way to embrace life to the fullest is treating your older years like we have been taught to view our younger years. The last way to embrace life to the fullest is try to be the best version of yourself because then you will actually enjoy life more. When you are not constantly trying to improve, it's really easy to actually not enjoy life 
at all. You feel anxious, you feel stressed, you don't have the tools to feel good about your choices, you don't make good choices. When you're constantly trying to improve, then you can actually approach life in a much more positive way and enjoy it more. And this is something I feel like that goes totally against the modern day narrative about embracing life to the fullest. Why would you want to be the better person? That means that you're not going to be able to do all these stupid hedonistic things. But actually, the stupid hedonistic things don't bring you joy anyway. So being a better person, working to be the best person that you can be, is going to bring you joy because you're going to make decisions that you actually like. You're going to be able to sit down and when you're not feeling great, talk yourself through it. It's so much better to embrace life to the fullest with that classic perspective that you have cultivated than it is to live in such a small way of, I just want to, excuse my language, get my rocks off today. You'll end up being so much more happy and embracing life to the fullest more when you are doing your best to improve yourself. So those are my four ways to embrace life to the fullest the classic way. I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments, so make sure to leave your thoughts below. Thank you so much for being a premium subscriber of Classically Abby Live, and I'll see you guys in my next one. Bye!